In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grubmeyer, and today we are talking to Eric Van Horn. Eric is a franchising specialist, an expert in multi-unit, semi-absentee business ownership. Now, over the last 20 years, Eric, as a top-performing franchisee, he's owned seven brands in eight states, a regional developer, a consultant, an investor. He's developed tremendous insight into the unique and challenging aspects of franchising, Eric also has a passion for people, which is why he has helped over a thousand people find great franchise opportunities that match their goals. I met Eric a little over a year ago, become fast friends, somebody who I really, really respect and I'm excited to have today, not only as an expert, as a friend, but somebody who's just passionate about helping people. So please welcome to the Be Fulfilled podcast, Eric Van Horn. Hey man, it's good to be here. Hey, I'm uh, first and foremost excited you're here. Got to ask the same question. What is your definition of success? We'll answer that and we'll get up Success Mountain together today. God, success is just, I think like a lot of people, it's just freedom. And then it's what you do with that freedom. But success is having, for me, it's spending time with those that are most important to me, doing things beyond what I have to do, choosing to spend time with my family and intentional. You know, one of the things that, that I've been noticing a lot lately, uh, my wife had surgery on her knee and so I've been Mr. Mr. Businessman, Dad, and Mr. Mom, and I've spent more time with the kids in the past month than I have in a long time. But as I look back, it is it's just time. It's not intentional time like I used to get because it's in, it's in the middle of busyness. So success to me is being able to uh, have a lifestyle that gives me the freedom to have intentional time with those that are most important to me. Oh, I love that, Eric. Thank you for, um, I think, just talking about what so many people strive for, but necessarily haven't found the way to achieve it. I think all of us want freedom, right? Like, you want to wake up and do what you love. You want to be surrounded by people that you love. And then there's this thing called bills, money, and everything else that you need to earn and spend it on. And I just want to say, you know, we, we tried uh, attempting this podcast a couple of days ago when we were in Mexico together. And I think both of us were distracted by the beauty and being in the presence of just the hard work that you've put in over the last 20 years. And, and it was mm -hmm. very apparent during, you know, just the start of our conversation of, wow, you know, this is somebody who was doing something and literally had somebody, I give, I would call it, give them, give them a golden opportunity. Someone handed you, um, cause your intentions were right. You were in the right place at the right time. And I just want to go back to that story because I think it's going to perfectly get us up Success Mound today. You were running a business, uh, a lawn care kind of planting flower type business. And the opportunity that got presented to you that day was not something that you were even expecting. So let's take us back to what year was that roughly? Gosh, that was back in the 2000s. Okay. You're working 
And this lady says what to you that really then turned around and changed your life? So my lawn business was me, a shovel and like a truck and a lawnmower. (laughs) It was just me. So that's the definition of my lawn business back then. And I was working in this lady's lawn and she came out to me with a glass of water and we just struck up a conversation. She said, what do you want to be when you grow up, basically? What do you want to do? And I said, to be a real estate investor because I was taking real estate classes at the time. And she said, oh, we did that 20 years ago. Tell me more. And because I was just intrigued with, wanted to learn from her because it's someone that had done what I was thinking about doing. And she told me why they bought a house 20 years ago for tax purposes and now they just want to sell it. But the broker is more interested in renting it for her than selling it. And I said, well, how much do you want for it? And that's when she said, nothing. We just want somebody to take over payments. And what that meant is someone like me to take over payments that have been paid for 20 years on a 30-year mortgage. And I looked at the mortgage documents and it was an assumable mortgage, which is unheard of. And I ended up buying that house with my parents as a 50-50 partner because they were able to come up with the down payment or the, not the down payment, but the closing costs that I didn't have money for. And so that I ended up selling that my 50% to them. And that's where I got my first seed money to buy my first real business. All right. So we'll call her a very nice lady. Gives you an amazing (laughs) opportunity through this process. You know, your parents are like, we're not really that interested. And your real real estate broker at the time says, you know, if you don't take this, I'm going to take this. Exactly what he said. Next thing you know, several months down the road, your parents are buying you out. Now you've got a large chunk of money. What do you do with that investment that you just are given, right? This, this, this money now, what, what's your next play? It was significant to me. The amount was significant to me at that time. It's insignificant to a lot of people, but it was significant to me. And the way that she presented the deal to me. Like I was looking for opportunity, but she said, Eric, I said, are you sure you want to do this? Because I knew she was giving me a ton of equity. I was walking into a big gift. And she said, Eric, you seem like a nice young man. I want to do this for you. So that money wasn't something that was, it was earned through putting a deal together. And I wanted to continue to do more of that versus buying things. And I had some friends that were looking at a franchise at the time. And I ended up going to a, like a meeting and, and learning all about this Meetings brand. Meetings are great. You don't oh, know what yeah. you're really walking into. Well, Tony, I got free food. I was a guy that, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. I was single and, you know, it was me. So it was free food and I thought it was good food. Uh, so, and then there was just a lot of energy around and, and young people like me that were in or getting into business. And I thought, this is a group that I want to be around. So I ended up buying my first franchise. It was a tax service. Wow. All right. So you made the investment tax service. And how long did you keep that? How long was this opportunity around for you? Because the interesting part, when you kind of read, you've got 20 years in the industry, um, you've owned seven brands in eight states, you know, a regional developer, a consultant, and an investor, you've been able to parlay kind of deal over deal into bigger and better and, and, and you've spread this out. So how long was the tax business for you around? I was in the tax business for eight years and that was um, in the like, late uh, around 2010, 
probably 2011 is when I ended up selling that. So I was in that business for about eight years. And the, in the middle of that, when I realized that I could do something bigger and I realized that point when I was in the middle of, you know, chaos. So I was, I remember being in, in Austin, Texas, I pulled up to, I needed employees and I didn't have, I needed employees that were like low wage employees and I didn't know where else to get them. But downtown Austin is a massive homeless population. So I rolled up in my BMW and, and opened my doors and yelled, who wants a job? And I was swarmed with people and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then my next question was who has an ID, like a legitimate driver's license or ID and most everyone like spread out. And I was left with just a few people. We loaded them up into my car. And then these were my homeless helpers. These were my waivers. Tony, the guys that you see out there on the street waving every day, this became my, the core group of people that were marketing my business. And, and so I was growing really rapidly at the time. I had purchased some existing stores that were underperformers. I started up some new stores this particular year. And so I was getting really overwhelmed and I didn't realize how overwhelmed I was until I got the call from my wife. And she said, hey, I'm closing up the store, I'm driving these homeless waivers over, because they were the sign spinners, the waivers, I'm driving them back to their place where they, where they would live downtown. And she, and it hit me, I'm like, oh my gosh, my wife is going into a shady part of town with strangers that we really don't know what am I doing? And then I just started to see all the bad decisions that I was making is because I grew too fast. So it was really at that, it was that year that I said, there's got to be a better way to build bigger, multiple businesses. And, um, and so I started down the road of, of building those. And that really started once I sold all of my tax businesses, which when I, at the end of the day, I sold 12 stores that I'd opened and sold. And then I had about um, 42 stores in my regional development. And that really gave me my second seed money to really start doing what I do today in franchising. That was a lot bigger payday, Tony, than the, than the original house. And you know, as you're describing this, I'm really envisioning your wife dropping off characters as I call them for the, for the story <laughs> that we're playing and, and telling, which is you're taking them into places that you probably wouldn't go yourself. Yep. And, but you're also doing something really cool is you gave some people an opportunity, just like, you know, an opportunity was given to you. So I look at like, yeah, maybe you, you think you're making some interesting decisions, but ultimately you were helping to change someone else's life story through that process. And, you know, hopefully those people are better off today and, and you are just a part of their story, just like they were a part of your story. 100%. There was one guy. Well, there was one, one guy that I knew was in the car with my wife that had that more of the grandfatherly like mentality with her. So I knew that he was watching out for her. So that was nice. But there's one guy, Anthony, and he would come and he was so uh, consistent in his work. And in that type of position, that type of opportunity for a job opportunity, consistency is not really uh, a, a, a something that we see a lot. But Anthony was always there. 
And he told me, he's like, Eric, I'm going to buy a car with this. I'm, you know, I'm working to buy a car because he was in jail before and he, he wasn't able to have a driver's license. And then he got his driver's license. And at the end of that tax year working for me, he came up to my wife and I and said, I bought my car and it was like the worst car in the world, but he had it cleaned up better than any car that I've ever had cleaned up. And he was so proud of that. So I have friends that I made that were homeless. And once you start to understand someone's story, you have a different perspective. So whenever I'm, you know, in a different country or I'm around, you know, the, the folks on the street, I know they have a story that most people don't know. And I know that there's more, more to that because those were my people when I was in business. So definitely. No, I love it. I just last couple of weeks, I watched a story on Ellen um, about a sign spinner and I'm going to attach it to the creatives for this episode. So if you're listening, you want to learn it. It's really amazing because it reminds me of what you're talking about. Good people stuck in a position Everybody has a story. Yep. Um, some stories are really, really um, horrible. Some are bad and some are good, but they all have a story. And the opportunity he was presented with was ultimately to go work with Ellen. Hmm. All from spinning a sign and not giving up. Um, and so I just, I love it. And it's just a great tie-in for where we're at today. And so, you know, Eric, fast forward to today, um, you and... Your partners exited out of a pretty successful, you know, opportunity not too long ago. And, and now you find yourself, well, I could probably just kick back, put my feet up and I've got a nice piece of property and I don't really need to work. But the person inside is lit. He's, he's more excited today than I've seen him in a long time. But also just knowing that, you know, your daughter just walked into the interview. One of your kids, you know, just came cruising <laughs> through. And I love knowing where you're at and what you're up to. So talk a little bit um, about, you know, kind of what you've been able to do by exiting out of one opportunity and now looking at some of the things that you've got on your on your plate, a uh, consulting business, multiple podcasts, you're launching a mastermind with a good friend of yours. You've got a few things going on where most people may say, hey, you know, I've done it. I made enough money. I'm just going to go ahead and just relax on, on you know, my, my property and not work anymore. But there's something inside of you that's still going. What is that? What is that passion? <laughs> yeah, because when I left the tax business, I started uh, five more franchises as a franchisee in, in eight different states. And I've still owned some of those and I've exited some. Like you mentioned, I had a, a nice eight figure exit out of uh, a salon suite concept that I had in Orange County. And I was living a few years ago, I was living the four hour work week. And that was my goal. I didn't want to retire, but I was living that four hour work week. I, I would work less than four hours a week. And I had all kinds of freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. And as I was bored and I wanted to do more. And so that's when I started to do, to help more people buy franchises. I bought more franchises myself. I got into partnerships that would help my operational partners get into business. So yeah, I was just, I'm a builder. And I think a lot of us entrepreneurs are. And it's nice to have breaks, but I did not want, I enjoyed the four hour work week, but I didn't want to stay there. So I, uh, over time, I was there for probably about a year or two and didn't want to do that anymore. And I started to just be around different people, be around entrepreneurs and groups that you and I are part of. And it made me open up my eyes to see 
a lot of these entrepreneurs out there building significant things. And so I want my time and my energy of what I'm putting into something to have significance and to have power behind it to move different, different things in business. And what I mean by that, as a franchisee, I can implement marketing systems or, or leadership or whatever it is, but it impacts just my few locations, you know, five or 10 or 15 locations. But if I'm able to do that at a different level at the franchisor level, which I just acquired a, a roofing franchise. So me and some partners are launching a roofing franchise. If I can put my time and energy into systems and processes and things there, then I'm impacting an entire system. So I'm wanting to do a lot more of those things. And that's why I started these podcasts. My buddy, Brian Holmes and I have the franchise story podcast, which is where we dive into stories of franchisees and franchisors. I have a podcast called franchise secrets. And when I talk about impact and, and being helpful out there, this is what this podcast is about. I'm bringing my world of influencers and people that I know that can help franchisees grow and scale their businesses. But I also bring in my perspective of buying a franchise. And there's a lot of misinformation out there on what it actually is to buy a franchise, what you're really buying. And I probably provide more truth and insight through that one podcast than is out there on the internet because there's so many people trying to sell out there. I help a lot of people buy franchises, but I want to have them to have as accurate expectations as possible. So one way I do that is through my podcast. And the business that I'm talking about and helping people buy franchises is my consulting business. And it's my websites. I love franchising because I love franchising and, but it's not for everybody. And in, in that space, I just really try to help people discover what brands would be a good fit for them and which brands they should probably stay away from. And if there's a match, then, then I help them get matched up with the right brand and help them through some due diligence uh, as well. But probably one of the things that I'm most excited about is the mastermind that I started with a friend, Bedros Koulian. He's a founder of Fit Body Bootcamp. He's an online influencer, does a lot of things in the marketing space. And uh, so he and I are both in the franchise space and we noticed a lot of franchisors out there are making a lot of mistakes. It's like a lot of business owners make mistakes early on. Franchisors make mistakes early on just because they don't know what they don't know. And so we created this mastermind for franchisors to help them set up their franchise the right way. And, and if they are growing already, they've probably realized some of the mistakes that they're making that they wish they would have uh, had different decisions early on. So we help them with that. And even today, they are probably making mistakes that are going to impact their business two to three years from now and ultimately when they exit that business. So we've just seen it all and we just want to help franchisors with that. And then finally, Tony, uh, I've get some requests from franchisors that want my help. So I'm helping people from a, um, an advisory role, franchisors that are wanting to grow and scale. But one of the things that I can impact a lot of people on are franchisees, these small business owners that are wanting to be at the top in their system, or maybe they are at the top and they realize the franchisor really doesn't have systems and processes and have a lot of help for the top 10% of the franchise system. Well, that's where I found the most value in masterminds and being around certain people is these franchisors, you have to get your own group of the top 10% and get together and learn from each other and innovate and implement things 
or you have to get, in, or you have to find a group of like-minded individuals. So I'm creating a group like that where I can help franchisees grow and scale their businesses. And I'm doing that through um, just some, some learning and some coaching that I'm starting and we'll eventually have a mastermind in that as well. I like the name, Eric Van Horn. Reminds me of a guy I know, uh, Marcus Limonis. Um, <laughs> so you're doing for what he's doing for businesses, you're doing it in the franchise space. I really, I kind of yeah. feel it and hear it talking to you today and just in the past, really this expertise, this, this 20 plus year and going in and seeing from an advisory standpoint, uh, opportunity standpoint, launching mm-hmm. a roofing business with some friends, uh, yoga studios, all the things that you've got going on. Um, really just seeing opportunity and investing in it. So I just want to say thank you. And what I'm going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the lifestyle you've been able to create for yourself, because I think that's super important. Most people uh, dream of a lifestyle, but they don't put emphasis and anything really behind it other than that they're stuck pushing uh, pen to paper all day, working really, really hard. You started plotting out from previous, you know, four hour work weeks to, hey, now I'm now I'm back working and and doing this, but now I've been able to buy some property from where you were kind of born and raised, Uh, your wife, your girls, your family, the flexibility. I want to talk about 75 strong too, something that you finished not too long ago. Um, You know, you and I see each other uh, kind of pop up on our Pelotons in the morning when we're riding and good way of us to to stay in contact. We just, you know, chime in with some, you know, positive uh, influence and affirmations. And so, I want to talk about that because I really think having a strong network is one thing, but really being involved in the network and uh, building really powerful, deep relationships, uh, just you know, following kind of your story over the last year or so, our circles are now kind of overlapping because you're kind of out there and now you're in my world. I like to call it the digital marketing online space even more so. So I'm excited about that. So stick around. We'll be going right back today with our special guest, Eric Van Horn on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. All right, we are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show talking today to the franchise guy, Eric Van Horn, Franchise Secrets, the podcast, uh, Eric Van Horn Consulting. Uh, You literally have everything that you need if you are thinking about this industry as an opportunity. So if you've ever thought about, hey, I want to build or launch a franchise or I want to buy an existing business, you are listening today to the person who can help you to avoid the pitfalls and to navigate the the waters because it may look good on the outside, but it could be built on a house of cards on the inside and it's going to crumble at any time. Um, I've taken you in on uh, ops before and you've steered us clear of these things because yep. you can see things that I can't. So I love the lens in which you're sharing from today is helping people to really see the big picture. So Eric, welcome back. Right before the break, we were talking a little bit about the lifestyle you've been able to create. And I know I'm not here to talk about money, but I'm here to talk about the freedom, which was what you ultimately was, was your answer for the question, what's your definition of success? So let's talk about a little bit about the freedom you've been able to create for your girls and your wife and your family. So yeah, we bought this like 80 acre hobby ranch and that's nestled up against the 
Black Hills National Forest. So when a lot of people think of South Dakota, which is where I live, they think of cornfields and pastures, but we live uh, right in the foothills. And so I've got mountain bike trails and snowmobile trails and horses and, and uh, hiking trails. And so it's like, it's my dream. This is what I grew up in. And so having a little hobby ranch like this that borders Forest Service, that's my dream. And what I love about it is my girls, they are five, eight, and 10. And they are growing up in this environment where they are doing things. They're not on their phones there because they don't have phones. They, they're not on watching movies all the time or TV. They are out doing things. Now, when it's not like absolutely freezing cold, they, they're inside, but they love to get out and play. They go out and feed the horses and get chicken eggs and <laughs> do all of that stuff. And we've just built, I like, I've built an area like a ninja course and this such a cool area for kids. Like all of their friends want to come to our house for play dates and to play and to, to, you know, there we get calls from parents like, Hey, what are you doing? Cause they want to come over to our place. But I built that on purpose because I want their friends when they get older to want to come hang out at my place. And so I've just built this fun zone where, where kids are going to want to hang out here. But that's also like how I grew up with my parents. We were always at their house. My friends always wanted to come over there. So I, that's what I've created. But within that, the thing that I didn't know is I love to see my little girls work. Like we'll go into this greenhouse that we have and we'll be planting flowers and, and, and vegetables and stuff in the spring when it's snowing outside because we've got this really cool greenhouse. And they are working. They don't even realize they're working. And they're doing that you know, throughout the summer and throughout, throughout the year because of the environment that they're in. So that's one of the side benefits that I've, that I've realized through having this lifestyle. I love it. Hey, I forgot to ask, how do people find out about the new mastermind? That was one thing I didn't get a URL on and I want to make sure I include it. Franchise Ignition. All right. One of the things that when you were talking about Bedros, I got a chance to interview him and what a fascinating story himself. If That's another oh, guy. Yeah. I'll put a link to a podcast, but that's somebody that you, you partnered with. You, you got one of the best in the game and I'm excited for what you guys are creating and, and the momentum behind it. I mean, to talk about fueling your passion for spending more time with your family is your... I think you position yourself with the best to help the best get to the, the next level for themselves, but also lead with the whole family aspect, because I think that's super important mm -hmm. in this day and age. I think so many people are like, I'm going to go hustle more. I'm going to grind more. And then they don't spend any time with their family. Mm -hmm. And most likely their families are going to break apart because of the stress. And, and even how you were telling your story today about the tax business and sign flippers and how you started realizing some of those little flashing lights, those, those yield signs were popping up like, nope, I got to make some change. And how you were able to do that is really the, the, the catalyst that's going to help others to avoid those same things. And I love how you love your wife and your kids and how you talk about them. I think that's just a, an amazing gift that you've been able to create for yourself. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. Sometimes when guests come on the show, we don't talk about what they want to talk about. I'm just busy asking questions and trying to learn more. Is there something that like maybe you woke up this morning uh, from your, your late day of travel yesterday um, that maybe you thought you wanted to talk about that we haven't had a chance before we go into the fulfillment round? Anything uh, top of mind? Nothing is burning. The only, the only thing that I have never talked about this publicly yet is um, how short life is. And I had a business partner of mine that 
um, we were growing and scaling businesses together. And I got a call one, one day um, early or late last year from our other business partner. He said, Eric, and, or I, I, he called and I knew it was him, uh, my business partner. And I said, Thomas, what's up? And just dead silent. I said, Thomas, you there? And just dead silent. And I knew something was wrong. And then he just like squeaked out the words and he said, Chris is gone. I said, what do you mean he's gone? He's like, and then he went on to tell me the story of how he was tragically killed in an accident. He was doing something that he absolutely loved, but there's my 30 year old, 30 something year old business partner that we were together in Vegas a month or two beforehand that was gone. And, um, and it just was such a, and I've been talking, I was talking about it to some friends uh, over uh, earlier this week and just, he had such an incredible life, Tony. He lived life to the fullest. He uh, died doing something that he absolutely loved. He made such an impact on the people around him. He was loved by so many. He was a friend to so many. He uh, and I had a lot of uh, similarities and we were really excited to do some really cool things in business and personally together that were on the horizon and it never happened. But it just, you know, I, and I don't say this with a sad heart right now. I say it with just, you know, life is short and we see it all around us. And, and you know, we see it with Kobe right now. You know, we're in the middle of, of that. So that is heavy on my heart in a way that just drives me to, to, to be better and to do things that have impact versus just drop more money to the bottom line. So that's, you know, if you ask something that was very off the cuff and I, like I said, I hadn't talked about that publicly before, but that is something that's been on my heart. Oh, I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I think for me it was, it was last year, it was around Sean Stevenson, um, you know, driving with my son, taking him back out to college and receiving that phone call. And I didn't, couldn't believe it and mm -hmm. hung up the phone and I'm like, wow, I just turned down his podcast because I said, hey, I'm too busy the other day. So I didn't record that. He was coming to speak at my event and then um, he was coming to stay at my house. And I just, I look at like how frail life really is and, uh, you know, love the loved ones, um, the people that are all around you. You don't know what they're really going on. So love them and, you know, do your best to, to bring light into this world because even in the, in just the, the shadows, um, there are good people just going through tough times. And I just want to say thanks for your stories today. Sorry for the loss of your friend. Thanks for the reminder of life is precious to enjoy every moment, to, to make sure that the people that you have in your life, to tell them how important they are in your life, because one day you won't or they won't be around. Um, no one gets out of this thing alive. So enjoy your time that you do have with the people you have in your life and always be willing to help the people around you as well. So good reminders today, Eric, what I want to do is bring you into uh, the fulfillment round. And all I need from you is I am ready. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right, we talked a little bit about the 75 days of hard things, you know, doing tough stuff. <laughs> um, out of those 75 days, what day was 
like you can look back on was like the toughest or what challenge was the toughest for you to work through? Um, there was a couple of them. Day one was really hard. We had, uh, I'd planned, we were at Disneyland for three days with the girls, my wife and I, and, and I was eating everything that I wanted to eat because the, just to back up the 75 hard challenge is no alcohol. For me, it was no whites, no sugars and two 45 minute workouts a day. One had to be outside and, and a gallon of water a day. So, and there's some other things, but that's the basic of it. So just to lay the foundation. So I had planned on doing that the day that we got back home from Disneyland. Well, the day that we were supposed to come home from Disneyland, the flight got delayed. So now it screwed up my plans. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like what I thought it was going to be. And I did not want to be drinking a gallon of water when I was flying home with the kids and trying to eat good and get two 45 minute workouts in on day one. I just about pushed it to start the next day, but I'm like, you know what? I committed to this. This was the day that I was going to do it. And I committed with some friends and I did it. And so that was, that was a, a hard mentally to actually do it because it would have been easy to push it back. But some of the hardest things were the outside workout because you had to do two 45-minute workouts and one had to be outside. And <laughs> there were times, I remember uh, it, the days go by fast. All of a sudden, if you don't get what you need to get done, done first thing in the morning, it gets really difficult to do it later on. So there were times when it was really dark out, like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and I had not done my workout. And it would have been so easy just to say, nah, this is kind of a stupid challenge. I don't really need to do it. But then I would get, you know, put on my workout clothes and I went outside in the pitch dark and wondering if there were mountain lions around me and, you know, just, I was just out there working out, going for a hike or a walk or whatever, whatever I was doing because it happened multiple times. So those were the hardest times of, it was, it would have been so easy just to give up. But what it made me realize, like my big lesson in all of this for me personally was get the important stuff done soon. And so I started to wake up earlier and I just got these things done sooner than later, or I would do them at times when I like phone calls, I would be on phone calls or conference calls and I would be out hiking and like really hiking, not just like piddling around, but really out there with a weight vest on and just really going for it because I really didn't have to talk on these conference calls. So I got really creative on how I was able to get the things done that I needed to during the day. But it was a great, I lost weight. I got just mentally just much stronger and I just felt so much better. And it wasn't about losing weight. It was about mentally being stronger. And I continued it on for the most part for weeks afterwards. I didn't have any alcohol for weeks after that. And I still haven't had any dessert type sugar, like no cookies, no candy, none of that. Because I thought, gosh, if I've broken the sugar addiction that I had, I don't want to go back to it. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest uh, things to quit. It's in everything. And you realize you don't realize it until you're having something and you're like, I just put two things of Splenda in it or Stevia or in my coffee. And that's like one thing for me uh, right before Christmas, I, I was realizing I was getting coffee at Pete's or coffee bean at Starbucks. It didn't matter. And I was just saying, Hey, would you put in my iced coffee, like a sugar in the bottom, then give me my coffee and make sure that there's no sugar in it. So I'm defeating the purpose. And then 
next thing I know, they're putting almond milk, which has sweetener in it. Next, so I'm just getting all mm-hmm. this extra stuff. And I dropped probably five or six pounds just by making the adjustment off of the sugar. Just in that one routine that I was doing on a daily basis, I could see it and feel it. Um, you're going to go out and you know do your workout today. Would you find yourself more likely to listen to hip hop to get you going or country music? It would be a mix. I listen to everything. So it would just be a complete mix. I was upstairs. You're listening to Kid Rock. Okay. I got <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to Kid Rock for sure. We were upstairs and my girls, we were listening to uh, the horse one with little yep. dad. I know, we were, I know who, I know the, the song. I forget. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we were, the girls had that on the video and they were like riding, acting like they were riding horses, but that was a song that we listened to when we're out boating and they, cause they love horses and it's, you know, so that's a good, that's a good mix song. Um, but yeah, I, I listened to it all, man. I, <laughs> you were listening to old town road, old town road. That's, that's exactly it. We were all listening to old town road. I like it. You know, what's crazy is Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, didn't come on till, a couple versions down of that song that had been out. Do you know the story behind that? No, I don't. The guy found the beat to the song and paid like $40 for it, like online, something like around that price. (laughs) Wrote the lyric and then basically released it. Um, And I'm trying to remember if it was TikTok. It was on TikTok. He released it on TikTok I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then from there, it became this viral sensation because it had so much momentum behind it. And I don't know the number, but somewhere probably 30 or 40 different versions of that song got put out. And all because the guy saw like a $40 soundbite and he said, I can put the music to these words. And he pushed it out there. Kids picked it up and it went viral. So, you know, the generations that are not, necessarily what you and I are working with, like your kids right now, they're the, the future. And so I love the fact that you're up there still dancing, having fun and singing <laughs> and giving them what I think is the most important ingredient in life. And we forget that a lot is to have fun. So I love the fact that part of your freedom has been able to give yourself time with your girls from Disneyland it's, or whatever it is. So. It's incredibly important. I was traveling. I don't always travel that much, but this month, for some reason, I was traveling a lot. I got home Thursday last week and i got at home. Uh, so Friday morning and I woke up, my calendars are usually completely booked on Friday. They say family time. And so I said, who wants to go skiing? And uh, two of them, one didn't want to go and one was too sick. And my, my little five-year-old said, I want to go with you, daddy. So we had the best day skiing last week. And um, this morning I said, who wants to go skiing? So I think I got two of them that uh, we're going to go skiing after this podcast today. So yeah, it, I have to schedule it. I have to like block off. I block off Fridays most of the time when I'm, when I'm around just to spend time with them and they don't have school on Friday. So that helps. I want to say thank you. Um, like I said, during the podcast, we've known each other a little over um, a year and I've got a chance to spend quality time with you outside of the day-to-day of Eric Van Horn and just see how you operate and show up. And it's the same way you operate here. You just tons of integrity, your character is spot on. And I love, I love what you're doing. I couldn't be more excited about the future for you. I love the fact that you're making an impact in the world and you're providing a lot of opportunity for others as well. So I just want to say thanks for being a guest today. I want you to go have a blast with your girls. We'll put all of the URLs and all the information available at TonyGrubmeyer.com. Just click on Eric Van Horn and you'll find all the details. So thanks for being a guest today. Uh, Thank you, Tony. I always love hanging out with you. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Eric Van Horn. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.